Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What up out there, podcast land? And I have a question. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. What is wrong with some of you people out there? Which actually I'm talking to the I know you're talking to the ones that... It doesn't matter. I, to. We have so many people that want to see my ugly mug, <laughs> Mona's pretty face, your ugly whatever mug. this is, <laughs> yeah. And they'll watch us on that, but they will not listen to us. So, so Do we yeah. burn your ears. The ones, what? the ones that are, the ones that are listening. Thank you. Yes. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Find, find the ones that aren't, if you know them. <laughs> And chastise them until oh, they feel shame. Yeah. Yeah. 50 lashes. Yes. <laughs> At least. Sure. I mean, what? I don't I don't understand why Bob would do that. No. No. I have a face for radio. <laughs> We've all agreed. It, the listening experience is much more pleasant than the viewing experience. Yes. yes. Two thirds of this team. <laughs> no. Two thirds, exactly. I'm good looking. I don't know. What I, what y'all just assumed I was talking about Mona. I was talking about myself. <laughs> I, just, I just called you ugly a minute ago. <laughs> Along with myself. <laughs> and oh. the we're, we're just two dudes. <laughs> just two dudes. And so now I'm just, you know. <laughs> Re- really, Mona? Really? This is okay. Oh, no. The, the one that has gotten us through two episodes of this has lost All it. because oh. I'm Did moving you see Yes. Oh. So yeah, you'll find this. The camera's on Mona today, and I'm doing everything I can. I think I just found my clip. I don't need anything yeah. else. <laughs> oh good. Hey, so it is good to be here. Oh. There's our 45 seconds of hilarity. We go. <laughs> we, we've toned it down. Hey, we were who, like two to three. Who are minutes. we, Hank? Who? We are <laughs> the mosaic that is Mary. <laughs> I went way back. What, oh, once my. you start that, it's going to take another six or seven episodes <laughs> yeah. to break you of it. No, we yeah. are the mosaic oh. of Marion, and we are so glad you're here with us. You are going to spend about 30 minutes with us. We do appreciate that. Never take it Hopefully for granted. Hopefully they spend 30 minutes with us. Oh, well, yeah, I hope so. <laughs> um, anyway, so I'm, I'm Hank Meadows. I am a pastor of Marion Baptist Church, and I got my home slice with me, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. The hey girl. <laughs> and... <laughs> I've got the bean of the board oh, over there. Yep, yep. Um, Good to be here. Good to be here. No comments. <laughs> I had one, but I, I felt like it was not a, apropos. That's probably good. <laughs> so, hey, give us a plug for the soon return. Okay. All right. Now, I'll, ha- I'll have an exact date soon, so just keep a listen. Keep an ear out. Yeah, keep an ear out. But the, Some of you may know a rare uh, and short-lived podcast known as The Goose of Grace by myself and the associate pastor here, Drew Meadows. Um, it tends to be a little more on the lighthearted, possibly strange side, uh, <laughs> but it is retu- returning soon. As you can tell, I'm a great speaker, too, so you guys are really in for a treat. Um, but no, it's returning soon, and uh, just keep an ear out. It will be, uh, I'll put it this way, it'll be before the end of summer. It'll be before the end of summer. Well, this the year, great thing this is that, that a lot of people may not know. I live tweet you guys yes. <laughs> via text messages when I'm listening to it when it drops. Which so, is an interesting process, but I still haven't figured it out. <laughs> hey, real quick, and, and this is yeah. we, we're gonna jump in because it's okay. really good. But give everybody a breakdown of what drops, what days, sure. when it drops, okay. and how it drops. So right now, where we're at, every Tuesday. 
the Mosaic and Marion Drops. You can get it on Podbean. You can get it on Spotify, Apple, um, or well, iTunes rather, uh, Google Podcast, and YouTube as of the last few weeks. Um, then on that, that's the same day that our little teasers drop. If you like watching those on Facebook, obviously more of you like watching us than <laughs> listening to us. Um, then on Friday, the Marian message, which is the previous week's sermon from Marian Baptist church drops along with, an, again, another sample of, of that on video, usually through Facebook and Instagram. Um, and you can catch that on YouTube, pod, uh, Podbean, all of those. Um, and then... If I'm not mistaken, Saturday will be Goose of Grace Day. Oh, it's going to be Saturday. I think it's going to be I Saturday. I thought it was going to be Thursday, but it's Saturday. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be Saturday. I think it's a good note to end the week on, really. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, and, and just for your listing enjoyment, we are actively working toward every day of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in discussions amongst ourselves about something every day of the week dropping. Yeah. We don't know we're we're still working out some of those finer details. But the best way to to catch all of that is to uh, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and make sure that you um, are I guess subscribed is the word on Spotify or iTunes. Those yep. are the, the easiest ways to find out. And so just so as this year progresses, hopefully seriously, um, between Dan and Mona and Drew. Um, we'll have stuff dropping um, every day. Yeah. I really think that's sort of an important thing. Um, okay. And that's our goal that we're getting to by the end of the year, just to um, keep people um, with us. Um, I just said by the end of the year, man, it gives you like six months. Uh, yep. That, se- that seems both like a long time and not nearly <laughs> enough. I don't know. So, and it may or may <laughs> not happen. That that may or may not happen. <laughs> but we're, we're, we're striving. We got it. goals. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we got goals. So, all right, we're in First Peter one more time. I hope you stayed with us through that. We did want to get that out. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to be clear mm-hmm. with that, what we got going on. And we're in First Peter, one more time, we're in um, verses chapter 1, verse 10 through 12. Uh-huh. Mona, Dan, take it away. All right. Starting in verse 10. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who prophesied about the grace that was to be yours searched and inquired carefully, inquiring what person or time the Spirit of Christ in them was indicating when he predicted the sufferings of Christ and the subsequent glories. It was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you and the things that have now been announced to you through those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things into which angels long to look. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for that good news, the good news of salvation, the fact that it was um, always planned like this, that you were not surprised by the fact that we needed a Savior. And Heavenly Father, uh, oh, what a Savior we received. And so, Heavenly Father, we just pray that this word go out to the hearts of those who would listen and that your name always be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, <laughs> what's your first thoughts when you look at this chap, this little part of this verse? I don't want to say because it shows how much I've heard you preach. Therefore, that's the first thing I noticed is therefore. Nice. Which is therefore a reason I heard once or twice. Yes. <laughs> is therefore actually I was in this looking passage? for it. He's not using the same translation. Oh, yeah. He has a different translation. Yeah, let's blame it on that, not the fact that I looked at verse 13. <laughs> So, Mona, this is why you usually start when we ask questions. Go ahead. 
Uh, I'm going to quit. You don't have to admit that. No one would know. Oh, oh. yeah. So, but but we can we can tie that in and say so. This bill, this is the basis for what's to come. There, there you, there you go. go. Thank you for that. I mean, and and what I want you to do, the listener to do, is oh. is when you hear us next week. You you and I hope what you're seeing and the reason I really want to go through chapter one is this. This whole chapter is a building process. Yeah. If yeah. you if you've not caught on to that. Right. He really starts building and building and building. And then you do get to verse 13 with the therefore that Dan talked about. And he's like, man, everything that I just built up and everything that I just said and everything that I just quoted you and everything that I just gave you now. Right. This is what you should do. Right. Right. And so what he's talking about in this, what I love about this is bringing in the prophets and um, reminding us. Or maybe for some people informing us that um, the prophets of long ago, the prophets that we read about in the Old Testament, prophesied about what was going to come. They prophesied about the salvation that was God was going to bring through Jesus. Um, and they didn't fully understand it, which I'm sure we're going to unpack. But um, but I just love that it points back to that. I love anything in the New Testament that points back to the Old Testament because it debunks the theories of that that the Old Testament is not relevant to what we're doing. So, um, or or how we live. But um, so I always love those kinds of connections. Dan, I'm still recovering over here. No. Um, <laughs> No, just just to go back uh, to kind of follow that up. The other thing that we we so often do, and we miss out so much when we do it, is we tend to say, "Well, you know, there's the God of the Old Testament, the God of the New Testament." No, it's the same God, right, right. and this plan was not something, and, and and that's what really it hit me, and that's why I included it in when we were praying. This was not a surprise to God. Right. This had, the the groundwork was being laid you know, from the beginning of time. I mean, that, that was it. And so, um, no, I just love it because it, it reinforces the idea that who else are you going to trust eternity to other than God? Right. I mean, this has been his plan the whole time. He was not surprised. Um, but no, that's, that's what I got other than the therefore that we haven't gotten to. <laughs> yeah. And, and with me, it brings in, and, and we're going to sort of see this if we get to it all. <clears throat> Sorry, I got cough in there. It literally ties in the entire Bible. Well, yeah, I was, I had similar thoughts thinking about, um, as I was thinking about this, because maybe I didn't spend as much time as I should, but I was thinking about it, um, that the Bible is a progressive revelation. And so as we start from Genesis and go through Revelation, um, God progressively reveals to us his, the plan of redemption for mankind. And so... Um, the plan was set before Genesis 1-1. Yep. The plan was set before the um, ages began. Mm-hmm. But as we move through the Bible, we get that progressive revelation. And so the prophets were involved in that early portion of that revelation. And then we get into the New Testament and the Gospels and and the writings of the letters and the writings of um, the apostles that tell us what that plan was and what the prophets um, were prophesying about. Right. So as we look at it in verse 10, when it says who prophesied about the grace that was um, to be yours, searched and inquired carefully. So we know that scripture was number one, divinely, there was divine revelation. Right. 
and divine inspiration. Right. Right. We we both we all three agree with that, uh-huh. right? If you don't, we're gonna stop this and have a <laughs> discussion. But here's a question: <clears throat> Do you think the authors always knew exactly what they were writing? Well, I mean, obviously they didn't. Because the pro, I mean, it says that the prophets didn't fully understand it, but they wrote it, they said it, and then it was written down. So obviously, they didn't always know. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Can you think off the top of your head any place that you might not know it? And I know that's a that's one of them. Even I, I don't want to just throw it out there because I have to. I was going to say you know. So tell us. <laughs> no, I have a but. I mean, you could go a bunch, but I believe. Think about if you've never read Psalm twenty-two. Right. Yeah. David's writing about yeah. crucifixion. Yeah. 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 And but he, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, because it wasn't. It, it wasn't. It was some four hundred years right. before right. the Phoenicians ever created this thing right. called Cruc- crucifixion. Right. Yeah. So he obviously had no idea. Yeah. But I do want you to go to this one. Check this out. Go to Daniel chapter seven. Go back to the Old Testament, Daniel chapter 7. So Daniel's given this revelation about four beasts. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and listen to what he says to me in verse 15. As for me, Daniel, my spirit was within me. My spirit within me was anxious, and the visions of my head alarmed me. I approached one of those who stood there and asked him the truth concerning all this. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I just prophesied all this, and I got no clue what, is, what I'm saying <laughs> right. or what, what I'm right. seeing. Yeah. And so they they did not know. I don't I don't think Abraham, I think you can make your argument, Abraham didn't fully understand, which we talked about uh um I think um Ryan talked about uh-huh. Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. I don't think Abraham fully understand understood what happened on top of Mount right. Moriah. Right. Right. But Jesus said, you know, he saw my day and he wanted to see it, but yeah. I don't think he still understood yeah. it fully. Right. Right. I agree. Even though he was in the midst of mm-hmm. it. Yep. And so this grace that they wrote about that truly comes from the, I mean, the first real act of grace, I really, I mean, I think you can correct me, is in Genesis chapter three. Right. In the garden. Yeah. When God didn't make them crispy critters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He showed amazing grace even in that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. But he showed truth as well. Yep. Something had to die. To cover them, mm-hmm. which was a picture of covering their sins, yes. as it were. Right. And God's word makes that plain, not me. So I just love, the, and, and you can run that scarlet thread through the entire mm-hmm. Bible. Yep. And that scarlet thread of the blood of Jesus, of the grace of God, all that is through it. And these guys just wrote about it from divine revelation and a divine inspiration, mm-hmm. yet they did not fully understand it. Right. Well, and the great thing about it, well, there, there's two things that tells us then, uh, one about the Bible and, and one about obedience. First of all, the fact that obedience doesn't rely on our understanding of what we're being given. It, it, it relies on our understanding of who's giving it to us. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the writers of, of the Bible didn't say, well, until you explain all of this to me completely, I'm not, I'm not writing gonna, it. Right. Yeah. I'm right. not going to say it. I'm yeah. going to write it. Good right. luck with that. We'd still be waiting for them to start right. writing because you, you never understand it completely. The second part is that, and, and I use that word writers intentionally, for all of these things to carry that common thread, even though it wasn't understood yet, points to one author. Yep. Yes, right. And that's that's what I love about it. it. It points to the fact that over time and space and distance, it didn't matter. There's one author of the Bible. I mean, 20-some 
different people wrote books of the Bible yeah. mm-hmm. over a period of some 4,000 years, mm-hmm. yet it never contradicts itself. Right. And it always has the same theme. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. How could that happen other than having this intelligent designer, as it were, to mm-hmm. steal a word mm-hmm. that was popular a few years ago mm-hmm. and a singular author? Right. And there's some of you go, wait, you just. You just said <laughs> right. there were 26 right. authors. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then you just said, Hank, that there was one. Right. Welcome to math <laughs> class. <laughs> this is when you get one plus one equals one. <laughs> yeah, <that's>... <laughs> because divine revelation and divine inspiration. All scripture is God breathed. Right. So, and then you get down to it and it says, they prophesied about the grace that was to be searched and inquired carefully. That literally means to a diligent study. Mm. That means to, that, that they, so you get this picture of, you get these guys that were writing it and then they're going, what is he talking about here? Mm-hmm. So not only were they the authors, they were the learners. Yeah. Which, what does that indicate for us? I mean, we're obviously not writing, we're not the authors of what is being written, but if they who were being given the word of God to write um, saw the necessity to stud, to do diligent study, then who are we to not pursue diligent, diligent study, right? I mean, and I'm thinking about pastors. Yeah. Like we, if, if you have a true pastor. Right. That, that is going to stand up on Sunday mornings to preach and everybody just sees that, mm-hmm. but that should come from a time of intense yes. study mm-hmm. throughout yeah. the week right? where you're seeking the mind of Christ, mm-hmm. the, the knowledge of Christ, mm-hmm. the discernment of Christ, right. all this that, that you should be getting throughout the week. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I pray that, you know, just, and then you just let it, let it rip, man. What right. the Holy spirit has put inside mm-hmm. of you that you've learned all week. So and people say all the time, "Boy, you just stepped on my toes this week." <laughs> well, two things. Number one, it's not me. I'm right. just a dude. Right. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit. And if He stepped on your toes, He missed. He was aiming for your heart. Because if He steps on your toes, you just pick your feet up. <laughs> but if it hits you in the heart, it'll change. Yeah. yeah. And then secondly, don't ever forget, I've lived with it basically for a whole the, week. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I've lived with it. Yeah. I mean, it just, it is constantly on my mind, yep. whether I'm in here or I'm fishing or playing golf. Or, it's on my mind and I'm going, well, you know, if I like this week, I'm talking about moving forward. Yeah. How the author is like, you've tasted this. And then you're going, OK, what does that mean there? And Hebrews, Hebrews, I think it's six when it goes into that. You've tasted it, but you walk back. So it means you, you've understood a little bit of it and you, you've seen how it works, but you yourself have never completely given yourself an absolute surrender to it where you should be off of the milk, which is what somebody else gives. Mm-hmm. And you should be on the meat, which means you are in doing it yourself mm-hmm. and you're feeding yourself. How many of us have never moved off yeah. the milk, right. not to preach Sunday sermon, <laughs> but how many yeah. of us have never yeah. mo- moved off the milk? All right. we do is we wait for the preacher on Sunday mornings to pour in us yeah. in a little bottle, like we some little baby that needs to be bottle fed and then put on a shoulder and burped and put down for a little nap until next Sunday. Yeah. 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 These dudes wrote about it and they searched extensively to figure it out. That's what I love. And I really, when I caught hold of that today, I love that. I'm like, so these guys wrote it. Yeah. And then I'm like, what did I just write? 
right? Yeah, yeah. Not most of us would be. It would be the other way around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and I, it's this idea, and I, I love this picture of. This is proper questioning. Is saying, God, this is your word. They're not questioning, is this God? Is this God's word? They're saying, this is your word. Now I want to know everything I can about yeah. it. And and don't be afraid to to do that. So often we say, well, you know, it's God, God's word. I, ha- I have to accept it. Well, when you ex- really accept it is once you start questioning. And you'll see time and time again, it holds up. And then it's not this thing of, well, I accept it because it's God, God's word. That's a great starting point. But then learn that because it's God's word, it'll stand up time and time and time and time again. Um, and, and Hank, I was just thinking, you know, Wendy asked me, my wife, Wendy, hey, Wendy, um, see, shout out. Now she has to listen. Um, no, but I, I was talking to her um, the last the last time I preached here. Um, she said, how? she said, you, you, you just wrote that. She said, how did you write something? I said, I had to cut stuff out. I said I have been I've preached this five times already. Uh, usually, to be honest, in the shower when I'm getting ready in the morning. Uh, by the time I put pen to paper, I'm having to cut things out because, like you said, I've lived with it already. I, I've been preaching it from day one. Right. Um, so it is. It's this idea of just what are you hungry for? What do you want to know more about? Are you satisfied just? With that surface level milk, or do you really want to get into what God's giving you through His Word? Exactly. So it's so it as we move on. Then I don't want to go too fast, but um, in verse twelve, when it says it was revealed to them that they were serving not themselves but you, meaning us, meaning the ones that Peter fir- first wrote to, um, and then us because we have it in the word of God that we've been given. And um, it reminded me of in Hebrews when we read about those who um, at the end of chapter 11 and those who were um, suffered and lived but didn't receive the promises that they told about, the promises that they um, we're writing about. And so in Hebrews 11, verse 39 through and 40, it says, and all the, in all these, though commended through their faith, did not receive what was promised since God had provided something better for us that apart from us, they should not be made perfect. And so they were prophesying and writing and giving us the word from God without seeing the fulfillment of right. it. And yet they were still faithful. It's commending them for their faith. They were so faithful. And so often I think that we will focus on what am I going to get out of this? What what benefit is going to come to me? Um, and if we don't see benefits, if we don't see results, if we don't see those kinds of things, then we're, we tend to give up. Um, we tend or just quit. To, yeah. Isn't that what give up? means well I, I think sometimes i think you just give up you're like sometimes you just quit you're like i'm doing just it totally more. quit yep so um right and and yet we need to have their faith and their attitude of can of doing it because god has asked us to do it and because god has given it to us and and letting it sit with that well, going to hebrews 11 more you know it talks about abraham he left his country and went to a place that he did not know I wonder if you ever thought that that journey was a picture of the believer right. walking toward heaven. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, that's what it is. Right. Because it talks about that it was a better city. Yes. Right. And so he, he was, now we know where we're going, if you're a believer, mm-hmm. but it's a journey. You're, And we're called to be, and here's the problem of people, we are called to be pilgrims here, mm-hmm. sojourners. Yep. Yet so many people want to put down roots, mm-hmm. yep. like this is all there is. Yep. I want to say it again. If this is all there is, we got a bad deal. Yes. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Yep. When through sickness, through <laughs> illness, through heartache, heartbreak, y- you name it, we got a bad deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, it's not. Not. <laughs> we are going to a better, better country that was not built with hands. Mm-hmm. Right. So how much time we got left there, Bean? Five? Good. <laughs> so look. Good. And I love this. Usually he fusses about that. Well, I'm just happy we had five. I was afraid we didn't have any. So, and when he's talking to you that there, been announced to you to those who preach the good news to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. He's really talking about, that's Pentecost right there, when we started preaching the good mm-hmm. news specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Holy Spirit sent from heaven that he filled people to preach it. Um, the things that angels long to look into. Yep. Now, angels have seen it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally from Genesis one one to Revelation twenty two, they've been privy to twenty one. They've been privy to everything, been integral in so many things. Go back to Daniel. Who was he talking to? Gabriel or Michael? One of the two there through that. I mean, they were there with with the angels that came down. I believe part of it was a pre incarnate Christ with with Abraham, but Mm -hmm. some angels were there with Jesus. Throughout the entire time, angels told Zechariah, angel told Mary, Uh angels were there at the birth of Jesus. Angels, 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 angels. Right. Angels saw Jesus stand up Mm -hmm. out of the seat where he had occupied for all eternity past Mm -hmm. and go to a womb of a little teenage girl. Angels saw Jesus grow up. Mm Mm-hmm. Never do anything to break the heart of his father. Mm-hmm. An angel saw him die. Yeah. Now, you know, they had to be like, what is going on? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. You know, Michael, who is the, the great archangel that wants to fight you. Can you not? Let's just be honest. In our sanctified imagination, can you not see Michael going, father, let me go down there, mm-hmm. and that'll take mm-hmm. me about, oh, a quarter of a right. second to clean this mess yeah. up. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, and when Jesus says, I could I could um, ca- call down legions and thousands of angels, you, you, sh- I'm, you can imagine that the angels are going, yeah, come on. Come on. Call yeah. us down. Call We're on. ready. On. We're come ready. On. Come on. Right. I can see him. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Michael's standing there with his, with his sword on uh-huh. sheath, man, like yeah. looking back at the throne going, now, now. <laughs> and then when he drew his last breath, can you not see that the angels would have been crushed as well? But the angels were also there when the stone was rolled away. They got a firsthand seat. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I, I heard a guy preach a sermon on that, and he talks about the, all the angels are flying around doing what they're doing. This one angel sitting there on the, in the stone, and the guy's like, come on, let's go do this. He's like, nope, heaven and hell about to have a head-on collision, and I've got the best seat yeah. in the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. They're there. But I just don't think they understand why mm-hmm. God would die. Why that all that had to take place. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they get redemption. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think they know it. Mm-hmm. I, I think they see it. Mm-hmm. I think they, they uh, understand it, but they don't get it. Yeah. 
Why would why would God die? I'll say it again. Remember, goat steel, man. Chicken steel, <laughs> cow steel. Animal sound lessons by Pastor Hank. Let's say this was a C and say. They all do what they were created to do. I didn't do the great white. And what does his greatest and highest creation do? Break his heart. What does God do? (laughs) Not throw us away. Yeah. Yeah. Dies for us. I just don't think an angel can understand that fully. Right. And what does it say that they, um, they long Long. to look into those things. They long for it. So you can imagine that they are up, are processing the fact that they don't understand it, but they, I, I so want to understand. Yeah. So I'm so thankful for it. Right. But I don't get it. Right. Right. And so, again, it makes me think, do we long for those things the way that the angel does? Do we long to understand what Jesus has done for us? Do we long to understand what God has done for us and what God set in motion? Um, Do we long for it the way that they do? Probably not. Well, and I think that's part of their not understanding is they're saying we're longing for this. And here are the recipients of this great gift, yeah. and they treat it as if it's it's yeah. nothing. Yep. You know. Yep. And by the way, just one more time, when your loved ones die, they don't become angels. That's right. God's got enough. That's right. We will be higher than the angels yes. in God's kingdom. That's right. So don't lower yourself or your loved ones. I know you're trying to be all super spiritual. <laughs> you're theologically absolutely wrong. Yep. We'll be higher than them. So, quick, big thought. I love today, y'all. I've uh, been live tweeting, by the way. I, we we know we're a little disturbed by it. Well, I'm just letting you know I'm not going first after my. I was so <laughs> so brazen to go first earlier. Therefore, <laughs> I was just I'm giving them a preview. I'm giving the people what they want. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess I would go back to the beginning of verse 12 and say that all of this that we've been talking about is concerning this salvation. And so um, what is in verse 9 talked about the um, that the we talked about last time with the um, 7 through 9 about the trials and in obtaining the outcome of our faith, the salvation of our souls. And that is what the prophets talked about. And so, again, like I said before, just the fact that um, these truths about salvation didn't just start with Matthew 1.1. No. You know, and it, it started with Genesis 1.1. And when you um, fully understand that, it makes the truth of salvation mean even more to you. Amen. Um, And I, I'm going to kind of roll with that a little bit and just— what I get from this, and you, I mean, this is one of those threads that runs, we just, what you just said all the way through the Bible. But, you know, if, if I don't really care about something, I'm not going to prepare for it. I'm not going to plan for it. I'm not going to really put a lot of effort into it. I'll just, when it's time to do something, I'll do it. And no big deal. Think of the immeasurable and immense amount of love that God has for us. For this plan to take place, you know, for it to be prophesied, 
for it to, you know, we just got through talking about the angels not understanding all of this to happen. Every every word in this passage echoes this idea that God loves us. And and one thing we do have in common with the angels, we can't understand it. And that's okay. We just got done talking about, you know, you don't have to understand it to be obedient. You don't have to fully understand. You can't fully understand it to I'm sorry. There's there's some shenanigans today. I'm just only saying. one of us. Um, but you don't have to understand it fully to accept it. You just have to know God loves you. He loves you so much that from the beginning He sent His Son to die for you because that was the only way you could be reconciled with Him, and that if you accept Him, you get to praise Him and worship Him and live with Him for all of eternity. That's it. But but this goes back to last week a little bit. It's not. Nowhere can you find this picture of this angry God punishing those who love him or or who believe in him. Um, It's always this picture of correction to draw you closer and and just, again, love time and time again. Man, that's good. Here's my big thought. Jesus died for you. You're crazy not to accept it. (laughs) Yeah. Do you know that there's a guy that does a commercial about no, I can't remember the organization, but he is he proclaims that he is an atheist and he is not afraid to burn in hell. He is a nut job. I know. <laughs> Thinking obviously you don't know how awful that's going to be. Yeah, he I mean we 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 have a wrong perception of heaven mm-hmm. and we have a wrong perception of hell. Mm-hmm. People think it's going to be one big party and it's going to be mm-hmm. just this right. drunken f- or they think you're just going to burn and burn up. And yeah. then it'll be and over. Just not exist, right? Not, that's that's not. Not, people believe in annihilation. Right. Yeah. And that's not that's true. That's true. Right. Sheesh. Wish so anyway. they would come to know Jesus, man. Right. That's right. That's my prayer. All right, let's pray. Father, God, we love you and we praise you. Uh, thank you for the truth of Scripture. Thank you for the fact that your redemption and salvation is so amazing and wonderful that your angels long to look into it, that even when you divinely revealed and di- divinely inspired even they didn't understand those prophets, yet they looked into it and wrote it and said it and preached it. God, help us to know you more and to strive daily to walk closer. God, we love you and praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you guys for tuning in once again. My name's Hank Meadows, pastor of Mary Baptist Church. I got my home slice, Miss Mona. Hey, hey. Got the bean of the board over there, my man Dan Amos. Therefore. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Beer.